Welcome to Project Semper, pursuing the most effective form of ourselves. Let's go. Hello all, a brief message as preface. This episode began as something else entirely, but as I drafted the opening paragraph, my entire thought process shifted to a, shall we say, a broader essay on phenomenology and my humble attempt to explain my thoughts on the matter. As a result, the following discourse informs the original material, so I'll use it as setup for those ideas in a four-part series. I'll also put the transcript of this series in the blog because some of you are readers. Some of you may want to refer back to it, and it's important to me that its written form is somewhere in the Project Semper universe. Fair enough? All right, let's go. Everyone's perception of a philosophy or a set of standards or way of living or anything else in the realm of thought is, by its very nature, open to personal interpretation. Even the way we perceive what we call reality varies by degree depending on the individual. A simple physical anomaly such as colorblindness, for example, shapes the way about 1% of people see their environment relative to others. Now I put see in air quotes because, well, I'll get to that in a moment, but whenever you hear me say see in that inflection, you'll understand kind of the context of what I'm saying. So remember, the eyes don't see, the brain sees by interpreting photo signals through the eyes. What you see may overlap with others around you, like a Venn diagram, but a wiser person will never presume that everyone sees what they do. And furthermore, will accept that almost no one sees anything the same as another. My own colorblindness spun my thoughts down this path. My colorblindness isn't severe. I can't see certain shades of the green and red parts of the spectrum. However, this small differentiation from the human physical norm shapes my perception of the world around me and how I operate within it. I was never tested for colorblindness until my enlistment process for the military. As a result, As the saying goes, I didn't know what I didn't know until then. As a child, if I was participating in play or schoolwork or chores, and there was some kind of requirement to identify something that was within the color spectrum I can't see, I would become incredibly frustrated, which in turn confused and irritated everyone else. I didn't understand why I couldn't see what everyone else could, and others couldn't understand what was even happening. That shaped how I participated and interacted with others in daily activities. One color-related incident in my professional adult life leaps to mind as having shifted an entire paradigm for me afterward. I'll keep this brief as much as I am able. I was attending a management workshop slash retreat kind of a thing with a former employer. Within our workplace milieu, we were expected to present ourselves professionally and smartly dressed as we were contractors rather than employees, therefore outsiders. Aside from that, really, 
one should always make their best effort to dress and groom themselves appropriately for the given situation. More on that subject in the future. Anyway, an unwritten rule at this workshop was that one of the days was dedicated to recognizing the best-dressed individual. Bear in mind, my wife wasn't with me and we didn't have roommates, so I and my suboptimal color vision were on our own. Disaster ensues, of course, right? I showed up in what I thought was an elegantly sharp and fashionable ensemble. At lunch, half a day in, after many strange looks and comments, I called my wife and told her what was happening and what I was wearing. I could hear the facepalm and the eye roll on the other end of the line. I was ordered to get to my room as fast as humanly possible and change clothes. When I returned to the meeting, the VP of my company approached me and let me know how fortunate I was, very diplomatically, that I didn't spend the remainder of the day wearing what I was wearing. The articles of clothing I was wearing were stylish and well put together, but my colors were apparently an absurd combination. Tangentially speaking, in a black and white world, I looked awesome. Now that incident informs why very nearly every stitch of clothing I own is gray or blue. Bottom line, I can't dress myself or buy clothing without my wife because it's important to me how I present myself in public and I can't look ridiculous. As I said, much, much more on that in the future. Another example of my perception of reality being shaped within my mind lies in nature. Most people see a lawn or field of green grass bathed in sunshine as a beautiful thing, evoking joyful feelings. To me, the glare and reflection of bright light from grass, trees, bushes, and other green elements of the environment is nothing more than a murky and muted sensory assault. Because of this, a sunny day actually makes me somewhat angry and depressed, kind of like I'm under attack from my own surroundings. And I'm quite sure that this is really difficult for most people to understand or comprehend. Conversely, a cloudy day with its softer light allows me to perceive the colors of the world much more clearly, though differently than most of humanity, and being outside at these times fills me with joy and a love for life. This one particular little difference in my physical makeup completely alters how I live and function within a shared world of people, 99% of whom aren't visualizing the same world. Now think about the factors that influence your own metaphysics and therefore your perception of the world around you. Consider the sights and sounds and smells and joys and traumas that shape the very basis of how you perceive the world. That's your reality. Now, think about the other 8-ish billion souls on the planet. Consider for a moment each and every one of their lives and all of the elements within them as you think about your own. Now, consider what a phenomenon it is 
that there is any semblance of peace, harmony, and coexistence. It is proof of the miracle of the human soul or energy or essence or whatever you wish to call it, that we aren't engaged in constant external warfare with everyone around us. We are able to set aside the steady flow of dark thoughts intrinsic to human existence and step out of that shadow to seek and find the basic elements of harmony among a vast assortment of personalities from every single walk of life. This is the very essence of the incomprehensible value of life found unspoken and elemental throughout the history of humanity. And it is a humbling and staggering miracle. I've used that word twice now because there isn't a more suitable term for something not explicable by natural or scientific laws. It makes no sense except that it makes the greatest sense of all. Have you lost faith in your purpose for being because of constant friction? Perhaps you can use this thought process to refine any hostilities you may have. I know I struggle with this every day. The natural ambient state of existence is friction by the very laws of physics. It's the human spirit that overcomes this state. Use the living, breathing Venn diagram of humanity to discover the miracle of elevated existence. And that is enough to ponder for now. Thank you for a little bit of your time to learn more about Project Semper and why I do this. Head on over to the blog and video links. If you have discovered Project Semper somewhere other than the website, please visit projectsemper.com and have a look around. Project Semper. Read, write, think, connect, do. Be mindful, be fit, be authentic. It's all you really have, but it's all you ever need. Peace out, homies, and see you next time.